Welcome everyone to the Creature Cast, the official console creatures podcast. My name is David Petrangelo, and I am one of your hosts into this journey of all things video games. As always, it's my pleasure to say hello once again to my fellow writers and podcasters. Bobby, you're back this week. How are you, sir? I am ready to go back to Sanctuary ASAP. ASAPP. AP. I don't even know. I, I just, my, my brain's in Diablo world right now. A sap. We're going to go yeah. a sap. Yeah. A sap PP. So whatever. That's like <laughs> as soon as possible. Please, pretty please. I want more Diablo. Okay. All right. Well, we have lots of Diablo to talk about for sure. Um, Steve, how are you, man? I'm doing great. I woke up to the best news today, Bobby. I know you're right there with me. We I were know. patient. We, we, we begged. We pleaded. And the, the heavens opened up. Yes, Shake Shack is coming to Canada, baby. We it won. Is. We did. <laughs> Guess what? All those Global times I won. It's gone. It, no. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we won. We, we achieved the impossible. We lived long enough so that my favorite burger will come to Toronto as a flagship <laughs> store. I am super excited. <laughs> it is literally the best news I could have asked for in 2023. Yeah. And like that it, beats, like I said, global warming and the end of the world because really. And and Donald Trump getting arrested. It was, it it it, it won. It, it, it got it, up there. Shake Shack fries and the double Shake Shack burger. Oh, That's oh, all Bobby. I need in my life. I could eat that every day and be happy. Uh, I got, and not to go on like a long tangent, but to to exemplify how much I love this, I told you, Bobby, you know, over Twitter and everything. I always go to a to a Shake Shack in New York, sometimes more than once when I'm there on you, well, know, you have to uh, on an event and everything. But I was telling Bobby, pro move, whether you're flying through LaGuardia or any kind of other airport in New York, always grab a burger on in the airport to have on the plane. I didn't do that. I that's, used to eat that's the, the pro move. See, I used to get yeah. at least three burgers every time I'm down there, but I would eat it at the airport instead of taking it on the plane because I didn't think. Oh no, I, I'm I'm talking about up. eat one in the airport while you're waiting for your flight, but put one in your backpack so that halfway through the hour and a half flight, <laughs> you wrap it, you unwrap it, and the guy next to you is like, "Is this guy eating a Shake Shack burger?" Every time I make it looks, but it's the it's the best thing possible. I I never even thought about that. I was just like, eh. I eat three of them there. I'm good. But now I can eat four, so I'm gonna do it. <laughs> now it's go. coming to Toronto. I'm gonna eat four when I'm in New York because really, I don't go to New York for pizza. I go to New York for Shake Shack. For Shake Shack, exactly. For Shake Shack. Me too. <laughs> I wish I it. could share with the enthusiasm, boys, but I don't know that I've ever had anything from Shake Shack ever. So well, when it comes, it, yeah. Well, boys, it's time for a triple date. We're gonna go and we're gonna crush some burgers. How about that? I love that. And <laughs> if Shake Shack wants to, you know, sponsor us to record a podcast on location, I am one hundred percent there. Would yeah. be the best audio content you could possibly have. Hearing people chew in your ear, it'd be amazing. Shake Shack, what? <laughs> but I'll take you, it. Whatever you want, we'll do it. Just give us the chance to eat your burgers <laughs> and talk about them. Exactly. <laughs> Oh god, I'm thinking oh, about their, their menu right now, and like, uh their their shakes are good, their floats, everything there is just like top notch. <sighs> I can't. They wait serve beer and wine if you really want to get classy with it too. That's pretty. Hell cool. yeah, I do. I'll take some beer. Hundred percent. Lemonades are pretty good, but like, I've never the had problem is we have to wait. Ooh, we have to wait another nice. year for this nonsense. I don't. Like I know. That. Oh. All right. Well, we have to start every single episode talking about Shake Shack now, so that. We do get that sponsorship, and then we are able to record Unless. on opening day, and we are the flagship, you know, 
content uh, nerds for Shake Shack. Flagship <laughs> Shake Shack podcast collaborate. That's it. That. I'm cool with that. But also, <laughs> Zellers, if you're here listening to this, uh, we would like to have some Z burgers. Yep. Or a hot those. chicken those sandwiches. Are... Or a hot chicken yeah. sandwich. And I'll give you six dollars, but let me have a whole bunch for free. <laughs> but that. also that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd happily invite Zeddy onto this podcast. I'm just putting it out oh, there. Oh, <laughs> yes. I would love to hear oh my what God. Zeddy played. Back home, yeah. Oh, man. 100% uh, as dark as you could possibly get. No way they were family friendly. You can't keep that You can't keep that going even at home. You can't There's keep no that way. smile. No, <laughs> that no. It's exhausting. <laughs> inside, deep deep within here. <laughs> you got you to gotta let it out somehow. Yeah. Who played the darker games? Jeffrey the giraffe or Zeddy the teddy bear? Uh, ooh. I think I had to be go, Jeffrey because Jeffrey had to deal with a lot of kids. And like, honestly, I'd probably drink if I was more Jeffrey. kids. That's true. Definitely yeah. more. Also, gaming section, or at least there was, you know, in Toys R Us. There still is, yeah, but so, it's not that good. Well, yeah. I mean, that's you used to be able to go there and get some cartridges, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. That used to be where you could, that was one of the options that you had. So, um, I mean, so was Canadian Tire, honestly, which is strange, but um, which weirded me out as a kid. Yeah, hey man, that's where I got that. my that's where I got my Super Nintendo was from was from Canadian Tire with suit with Canadian Tire money. So I did not know that that's pretty sweet. Where I forgot, but <laughs> wow, I remember Kmart. That's where I used to buy my games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was an option. Yeah, yeah, there were more my options, way. but now now we got stuff online, so it's all good. <laughs> we don't necessarily have to have well, the brick and mortar. Not which for is, much thank longer. God. If, if part if of the problem is going to have their way, apparently, because this right. week I mean, <laughs> there's that too. <laughs> All right, uh, guys, we got lots of Diablo to get to. Um, let's get to that in just a moment. But Steve, you had a little bit of a special field trip for us. Um, did you bring your book report uh, to bring t- towards for the class? Or uh... yes, I think so. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, the nice folks at, at Square Enix and the Wild Fairy Company they invited me out to see the Crystalline Resonance Final Fantasy Piano Concert. It's doing their you know uh, tour within America. Uh, there were a couple stops in Canada as well, and then in Europe um, or the U.S. Um, so they stopped in Toronto uh, earlier this week, got to go attend, check it out. Historically, putting it right there out, up front, transparency-wise, I'm not a huge Final Fantasy person. That being said, though, I will say I've always respected the hell out of Square Enix for their the reverence of music, uh, their composers, incredibly talented. Whether or not I find you know that much enjoyment out of playing their games, I, I still really, really like their music. Whether you go you know all the way back to the original fan, Final Fantasy, um, or even more the like the contemporary stuff, I think the music always stands out to me. Yeah, it's uh, always a special point of the of, of the series for sure. Yeah, um, so. And, and I mean, I think for a lot of people, they know what these uh, Final Fantasy World Tours are. Uh, they've also had them for uh, Kingdom Hearts, which I attended back in 2018. Yeah, it's been a while, actually. Wow. Um, so, yeah, this whole thing was just, you know, they have one piano up on the stage. And on top of it, there's a there's a large screen and they just like project a uh, little gameplay and, or cinematic snippets of the games, the respective games as, you know, the track playing uh, via the, the piano and the composer there. Uh, the really cool thing about this one was that they flew through uh, essentially every single Final Fantasy game, with the exception of 16, obviously, because it's not out, and uh, sadly, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, mm. which is kind of understandable because they did uh, have a lot of Final Fantasy 7 there, the original. Uh, 
but overall it was a it was a really cool two hours um just obviously i'm not getting the most out of it i know like bobby if you were able to attend which um you know sadly you weren't able to uh that this is a an event for someone like bobby who has that emotional attachment to the characters on the screen to the to the musical tracks i'm i'm able to to enjoy it from just an objective standpoint of like I, I love video game music. Uh, I'll throw it on, you know, my Spotify while I'm just working, uh, whether or not, you know, depending on the mood, mood I'm in and everything I've put on Final Fantasy soundtracks uh, on before. So I've I know some of the songs that as soon, I don't know the names. Obviously, you again, I'm, I'm not that guy. But as soon as they started playing, I was like, oh, OK, I, I recognize this one or that one, um, especially when you look at the original Final Fantasy and and Seven specifically, I think those are the ones that resonate the most with me. Um, but there were also some other tracks that I, I picked up on. But it was just a really cool time just seeing a composer work his charm on, on stage. Uh, it was really cool. Um, and yeah, it was just a really intimate fan kind of experience. So I want to see more of these happen. I know that they do stuff for Assassin's Creed or Zelda. They've done similar kind of concert opera mm-hmm. style events. I want more publishers to kind of get on board with this and partner up with uh, production companies to be like, we're going to take our, our songs essentially on the road uh, and and kind of treat their their music with respect because I think Square Enix does a really good job with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's funny because I've, I've mentioned to family, friends and stuff that there's stuff like this, whether it's for a movie or movie series, you know, this Harry Potter ones, the Star Wars ones, you know, those ones I think are a little bit more obvious. People can be like, oh, it's the Star Wars soundtrack or it's a Harry Potter soundtrack. Like 100%, I get it. But there's like this perception that, oh, only only people that are really into the games can enjoy that kind of music because it's Mm -hmm. about games. But it's it's not that. I mean, I think honestly, like if you if if we took a significant other to it that does not play games at all. I mean, there's something out of that. It, it's live music. Like you said, it's a composer doing their thing and honestly kicking butt at what they do best and playing really great music that you wouldn't be exposed to if you didn't play the games until now, or at least are less likely to because you're less likely to click on that playlist or that soundtrack um, on your phone or whatever. So um, I think that's awesome. Like I, 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 I really want to go to something like this. I never have. Um, and something like this, even I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. Like I'm not attached to the Final Fantasy franchise in almost at all um but i can really really appreciate some really well done music in a cool atmosphere uh and watching someone just honestly do something really special because really that's what it is that's that's what live music is to me and no yeah. matter what it is that's that's really what it's all about um it could be from whatever content or based on whatever content out there just give it to me i'll, I'll take it so that that's sweet that's that's awesome yeah, yeah and um, i mean i i i I, t- I took my partner. She has even less exposure to Final Fantasy than I do. And she yeah. walked away, again, not feeling emotionally connected to, to a lot of the songs and everything. But she walked away with like an uh, like a profound respect for the composer, the music that came out of these video games. Yeah, I appreciate she, what's there. Yeah. She was even shocked to kind of find out like how long Final Fantasy has been going. Like, you know, they're uh, celebrating 35 cool. years and everything. It's like, OK, this is a big deal. Like Final Fantasy, for all intents and purposes, is just as big as as, Mar- as Mario in terms sure. of just its longevity and how much of an impact it has uh, on video games. So uh, it's a, it's a big deal. And I agree. So I think even if you're not the biggest Final Fantasy fan, I think you can get something out of it. I think it's definitely worth checking out, uh, especially if you have you know uh, an interest in in 
in the songs and, and uh, composers that come out of video games specifically. Nice, nice. All right. Um, I'm going to mention one other thing that I've been playing this week. Uh, the reason why I want to bring it up is because it, it has a little bit of a tie-in to Diablo, um, but more so Diablo 1, I would say. So this game is for free right now in alpha on Steam. It is called Halls of Torment, and then they put Prelude beside it because I guess that's what they're sort of calling their alpha. Essentially, it is a mix. Steve, you might like this. It is a mix between Diablo 1, I would say, based on like aesthetic and setting and Vampire Survivors. That's what they did. So they mashed those two together. Yeah. So you pick one of a few different characters. There's a guy with a sword. There's a ranger. And I don't know what the other one is because I haven't gotten there yet. I've only played a couple hours and it sort of takes some time to unlock characters like it would with any of these games. You go in and there's a bunch of skeletons coming after you and you are just trying to survive like you do with vampire survivors. So instead of the timer going up, the timer goes down, whatever. doesn't really matter. It's still half an hour. Um, and uh, there is it's it's a little bit more engaging. You know, you don't just the, the items and your weapons and all those things don't just fly out of you. It's basically a twin stick shooter uh, controls. Oh, interesting. So the guy who has a sword, you can choose. So I had the Xbox controller. The guy who has a sword, for example, you can either toggle auto fire on or off. I, I just kept it on eventually because it kind of was exhausting to just hold down the right trigger the entire time. Yeah, it. I kind of held it down the entire time anyway. So I was like, okay, what's the difference? Um, but yeah, you, you still have to aim. You can't just walk straight and the arrows will just, you know, or the sword will just hit whoever's closest to you. You still have to aim. So it's still active in that way. So you're still dodging. You're still making your way around. You're just picking up gems that the enemies drop in order to get experience. That experience does various things like, you know, critical hit chance, uh, a little bit of health, uh, movement speed, uh, attack speed, things like that. And then every once in a while, you will come across a chest that will give you an item. So that item can give you either an ability after you beat like a boss, for example, he'll drop something that will give you like an ability that is very similar to what you see in Vampire Survivors, where something flies out of you automatically and damages enemies that way. And then there's like a small cooldown on it and stuff like that. Um, And then when you find other chests, other chests will give you like a ring that will give you an extra boost to your attack or an extra boost to your thing that you would not get until you like leveled up a couple more times. So um, that's essentially what it is. It looks very much like the original Diablo. Like it is like going for that setting, going for that music, going like it's just that's what it's going for. Um, Just using the vampire survivor esque uh, mechanics, I would say, and then using sort of a twin stick shooter uh, built into it at the same time. And it's. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's really hard. I haven't made it anywhere close to being through a full run. I think I've okay. only made it about 14, 15 minutes and I barely made it. Um, so I don't know if that's on purpose or I just need to sort of go back and upgrade my sort of like overall passive stats and everything, which you can still do. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I think it's worth a try. It's free. You can play it as long as you want under alpha. Um, I'm just going to keep it on my library and as they upgrade it and, and, and change it and update it and everything, I'm just going to go in every once in a while. But if Diablo is, is in your blood at the moment, um, if you're listening to this in between the beta, or if you're listening to after both beta weekends and you need some Diablo, or at least that feel, um, halls of torment prelude, find it on steam. It's free right now. Uh, give it a shot. And, uh, the more you play it, the more data they get to improve their game too. So there's always that (laughs) as well. So, um, yeah. That's that's what else I played um, once the beta was not available anymore. And I was upset. I needed to play Diablo. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. 
Okay. Uh, let's, let's get to it. Let's get to the, to the elephant in the room, to the uh, angel in hell, to the devil in heaven, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Um, let's talk about Diablo four. Let's, we, we had, uh, several hours each in the closed beta weekend. And, uh, I want to just get overall, I guess we'll just do some overall feelings and we'll just, I think we'll just sort of shoot the shit about, about various points, things we yeah. liked and didn't like, and all those kinds of things. Um, Bobby, let's, let's start with you. We were able to jump on for, uh, for a few hours, which we thought it was like an hour. And then three hours later, we we're like, oh shit. <laughs> it did not feel like that. It just did like, not so feel like that I... at all, man. And, and it's, uh, you know, I'd like to say it was because of the anything. company, but I think it was because of the game. Um, so <laughs> I think so too. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, I was fully under the influence of an edible. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what was happening half the time. I was just like, I was just, I was there. I was, I was present. I was, a barbarian. I love that. It's, it's great. I mean, fully blew every expectation out of the water. I mean, I came in expecting the worst and turns out, you know, it's probably the best game they've put out in over a decade. I mean, for sure, at least a decade. And I, I mean, everything about it is great. Like the, the visuals, I mean, the new cutscenes, uh, the ability to, you know, leave the dungeon from the menu, which we didn't figure out till after the game. Right. <laughs> We're saving like, how do we get we out of here? Transporting back to the town instead of just, you know, looking at the, the radio wheel. But like, oh yeah, my God, which, it, which is fine. The town wasn't that fine, far. Yeah. It wasn't that big of a deal. But th- I was saying while we were in that a previous dungeon that I did when I was playing solo on Friday night allowed me to go back to the beginning of the dungeon by just like this little portal thing anyway so it may have been a a larger dungeon dungeon. that's what i'm thinking maybe it's just a type you're right it could just be that but anyways it didn't have that we went back to town i don't know whatever anyways we survived it and that was a fun dungeon it was like 40 minutes of us of us hacking yeah it was was and it was a side quest it was a complete side quest which was awesome i don't think it was like anything of like note it was just like something they had in the world it was just something you could like discover but i mean everything about it like there's just so much to do like we just got lost just going off the beaten path i don't think we even did much of the main mission but. No, we did like maybe two and then we're just like, all right, let's see what else I got. And then that was the pri- prime example of of what's available out there is that you can just stumble across. I, was, I think one of us was just said, hey, look, there's a side thing here. Let's try it. And then 40 minutes later, we were through it. It was, it was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, like that's um, cool. The The classes are a lot different than I remember. I mean, Barbarian a little bit underpowered right now, but I know that they're that Blizzard's going to tweak the I guess either the skills or the stats, whatever they're going to do, but they, they're they They acknowledge that the barbarians a little bit under leveled, underpowered mm. and the rogue is apparently overpowered. But I mean, I, after we're seeing what you could do within three hours, like, <laughs> it, I mean, it makes sense, right? It's a, it's a powerful class, but the classes are cool. I noticed the barbarian specifically, like, you can't just throw points into everything or anything and expect you can just survive. So there's a lot more stra- yeah. you know, strategy to, to focus on what you're putting your points into. Yeah, it's not I just like. like get the higher number and that's it. That's it's, there's and, more to it than that. Yeah, there's a lot more to the classes this time, right? Specifically the barbarian, because that's the only one I really spent a lot of time with. But like you saw me, I was struggling at the beginning. But then like once I understood, yeah. like you know, you have to you have to unlock this class, this this skill tree, and then you have to go to this one to get the next skill. And then learning to put all your skill points into one tree is probably like the worst thing you could do because you're just like stuck. With doing one, one move and one thing yeah and like i like the way you can swap between weapons just based on the skill you're using which i know the barbarian has you know like the, he, you saw i was using the pole arm and then i was using another 
I think I was using an axe and a sword at the same time, and like it was yeah. cool. But uh, I have no complaints from the beta. Like it, it just it feels great. It plays well. I mean, it seems fair in terms of difficulty based on what we did, even though yeah. I died yeah. a couple times. But I mean, yeah, but that's fine. And yeah, I mean, apparently the cool thing is like if you play with more people. So if you have like a full party, every person that joins, uh, they unlock a ten or twelve percent bonus of experience for everybody. So for the more people you get, you're getting more experience. Yeah, yeah. So, so you can hit that. You can hit that 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 cap or that the level twenty rewards and stuff a little bit faster the more people you play with. So yeah, and there's um, yeah, there's so many other things. And then like those those um, I don't know if, are they raids? Those little those those events that we came upon just randomly events. in the field. Yeah, I just yep. ran in public events. Yeah, and I didn't like those too much because I noticed they're static. So like they they didn't really fluctuate much more than there's a couple of enemies here. Go kill them, and you'll probably get some loot. And yeah, and they were and they're great. short, but I think that's okay because because if they you're playing with a party, I think you want to just stay with your party. So it's not like oh, all of a sudden the whole world opens up. I think that's what those world bosses are, maybe, but. Um, I think we went into those into those small instances. You, you sort of fight through. Other people can join yep. in at the same time that you didn't see near you. All of a sudden, it sort of activates around the same time. I think that's really cool. I think it worked pretty seamlessly too. Like it's not like five other people jumped into that same instance and all of a sudden everything was like lagging like crazy. No. I, I think they you know they managed to keep that pretty sturdy. Um, I don't know if the open beta is going to be the same because there's going to be mon- many more people playing it. So I think yeah. there may be potentially more hiccups there but we can talk about some of the technical stuff as we go along as well but i found uh, other than a queue that i ran in on friday night at like nine or ten o'clock which is the first time that i played it i sat there for 15 maybe 20 minutes at the most and it was pretty accurate when it said 15 to 20 minutes it took about that i was in and then i never had a problem after that i think i got booted once on sunday when I was, and that's it. And then I just went back in and I was fine. Like I didn't lose anything. I didn't die and nothing else like glitched out or whatever. Um, but, uh, but yeah, for the most part, I thought it was really good. I mean, I, 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 it feels like good old Diablo with good old skills and fire and ice and, and wild kills. And, um, you know, I went straight for the sorcerer, which I have to start saying sorcerer instead of wizard now, cause I'm just used to it. <laughs> um that's always my go-to kind of class sort of glass cannon type of thing i love that i love having lots of power and yeah. keeping my distance and everything that's a lot of fun uh the last skill i like chose to unlock was was the giant fireball that comes down from the sky and leaves like eventually i assume because this happens in three it leaves sort of like a burning circle as well afterwards i love that stuff it's awesome um so i have like a mix Your of ice and fire cool. Yeah, yeah the skills are, and they look really cool. Like you said too, Bobby, I think it looks cool. And then the rogue I spent some time with. That's what I played when we were playing Bobby. And that's the new class. It was great. And it was really cool. You could jump around like crazy. There's you a just have, where you just, yeah, like you I have zoomed across the entire screen just by pressing Y. You have so much <laughs> and then I just, in that class. Like you can cover range. You can cover melee. Yeah. Like it's everything you'd want. And just like the best of both it's, worlds. And I'm yeah, it's, it's a good mix. Yeah, it's a good mix because you are still kind of delicate, but not as delicate as the sorcerer is. Um, But you do have more melee availability because you have to, because part of your whole thing is to sneak up or shoot people from far away and then come in for the kill, basically, is what it is. And they really do that because I have my bow and arrow or crossbow. I do some damage. It weakens them, leaves them vulnerable, and then I dash towards them, and they almost die immediately depending on their health bar. So... Um, overall I had a lot of fun. 
Um, I think uh, I'm excited to see what they have next. I did not finish the act. I did not get to level 20 yet, so I need to do that. Steve, how about you? Guys, I'm I'm really impressed with this. Um, <laughs> kind of like uh, Bobby, I was like a little trepidatious with Diablo Four, uh, only because you know we've gone an entire, essentially an entire console generation uh, without a mainline Diablo game. Um, because I'm I'm just not counting Diablo Two Resurrection. That's a remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, no, a sequel. Ported over, next, yeah, exactly. Number, they ported over yeah. Diablo Three to to Xbox One and PlayStation Four. I'm not counting that either. But that, yeah. but that being said, it's been so long um, since we've had a mainline Diablo game. That I'm like, okay, do they still have it? Do they know exactly what we want out of it? The the game has like the industry has changed so much since, you know, dungeon crawlers have been a huge thing back in the day, especially with the heyday of Diablo two. So coming into this, I was like, Oh man, like maybe Diablo four is, is just set up to fail because of heightened expectations and stuff like that. Especially someone like me who adores Diablo so much. Like that's such mm-hmm. a big part of my life. A uh, big part of like my relationship with my partner and everything. We bonded over Diablo and stuff. Like I came into this being like, Maybe this will be cool. Maybe I'll jump in for a couple hours, run Barbarian for a bit, and just kind of put it away until June. And I sunk 12 hours into this beta. Yeah, and, you did. <laughs> and maxed out the Barbarian. I uh, had a hell of a time. This, like, it's it's crazy to me that on Saturday, which is when I spent the, the majority of the time playing, I was, I was sitting there, I was like, it's wild to me that I'm playing a beta for what I'm very convinced is my game of the year. The game's not even out, but I'm playing some, something with so much confidence. Uh, I even put it on Twitter. I was like, I maybe I'm just being ignorant right now or, or uh, you know, I'm seeing this through like rose into glasses or something. I can't think back to another beta that has been this polished. And granted, I mean, Diablo 4 assumedly is probably going to go into gold within weeks so it's it's polished yeah probably mid-april end of april something like that exactly um but i i don't i can't i can't think of another beta where i walked in had that much content uh act one was available in full i rolled through the entire story had access to all the features i mean they even had the uh the region uh renown uh system in place where they're like oh yeah there's over 200 things to do if you wanted to spend the time in this yep. section of the map all the sort of like, added tasks and things like that that come along with that which obviously you'll you'll get through that. time but they didn't yeah. need to put that in the beta but no it it works i mean you it, didn't really i don't i personally didn't take any advantage of it i don't know if if i did anything wrong or missed something but it's in there they had right. what is what seems like what appears to be other than the characters other than the limitation of of which which characters are available it mm-hmm. seems like everything was in there right and and, and there, cool. there were some like beta type things where it was like if i went down a specific um path from that that hub town that main central yeah. hub town i would hit an invisible wall and i was like well, okay that is a beta thing where it's like okay just gonna go turn around come back because like, clearly i'm not supposed to be here um yeah. But other than that, every dungeon was available in that in that location, every side quest, every uh, skill. Like the fact that I was able to go through the entire barbarian skill tree astounded me. The fact that I was to go through, you know, 20 level 25 was uh, amazing to me. It was it was so jam packed with content that I was like, oh, this is a finished game. And I'm just playing such a vertical slice of this. Mm. Uh, it, it, It really did show that, hey, Blizzard's confident in this and they're 
they're ready for, for launch um, as far as I'm concerned. And um, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I, I think we're talking about, you know, uh, specific, you know, hiccups and everything. Uh, Dave, you were talking about uh, uh, getting booted out or a queue or anything. The only issue I ran into was essentially the 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 first queue when when the game came out on Friday, I was put into like a fifty minute queue. Big deal. I knew that was probably going to happen. Yeah, it's a, that, that's that's not a really game. a complaint. I was just whatever it happened. Um, and then I ran into that weird uh, issue where it was like account locked on Sunday night. Uh, right. when I was trying to get with you guys, and uh, I saw online like, "Oh, restart your console, do this, do that." I tried that for a little bit, but I was like, "You know what? I've already hit level twenty-five right now. It's <laughs> nearing like ten o'clock at night. I'm just going to bed at this point. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I have an entire other weekend to to dedicate to this game." Um, so yeah, I, I, I overall I think I had a an amazing time with this. I, it was a lot of fun, and the moment I knew this game was going to get me was around. Uh, eleven thirty midnight on on Saturday night. I was getting ready for bed, and instead of you know throwing on the office or just you know putting my phone away, I went on subreddit and I and I joined the Diablo <laughs> Diablo subreddit. And I was like, God damn it, this game has me. Like that's the moment I always know when it's like. It happened to me with uh, Division Two. It happened to me with uh, Cyberpunk. It was like I know I'm going to dedicate so much time to, to a game when I when I join a subreddit and just go through the threads and just hear what the community is saying. And I, so far, it seems like a lot of people are positive about this. And um, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think that's a general consensus. I mean, it's it's gone off with you know mostly without a hitch. I would say mm-hmm. like. Just like if people are expecting to go into this thing, if people have expected before they if they place a closed or if they're going into the open beta this weekend, if you're expecting nothing, no hitches or whatever. Sorry, it's just not going to happen. That's not the reality. They have put that up front and really made sure to tell you this is a beta. There is going to be glitches. There's going to be issues. People need to understand that. And I think it's in some ways, I, I think that is to people that have never played a beta on PC before or have never have not played on PC for very long because there are so many betas, so many pre-releases available for PC for years. It's more it's been more common on Windows and on PC for 20 years at this point whereas right. if you have just been a console gamer, it's really only recently, I would say in the last like I don't know, I want to say 5 years, but I don't know the exact what it, that a beta is available to try and there are only a few hiccups here and there. So I think they're like trying to talk to people be like, Hey, I know, I know you think this is the game, but it's not the game. I swear. Just test it out. We're going to take, we're going to, we're going to analyze the data and we're going to make things better. That's really what they're doing. And I think they're going to get a couple of notes here and there of people running into some issues and then they're going to, they're going to iron out the issues and and it's going to be good. So I, I, I will say anecdotally, it does seem like the game is better optimized for Series X over Series S. Um, because okay. me and my partner were playing together, um, so much so that I brought my TV from my bedroom down to my living room so we could play like side by side and just like, you know, gremlin out for the whole weekend and everything. And she was playing <laughs> on, on my Series S uh, on her account and everything. And I saw it on multiple occasions uh, slow down. Uh, Okay. choppy frame rates uh to the point where even like some of her powers as a sorcerer uh just weren't appearing on screen oh well okay well me playing as barbarian i had no issues with lag with frame rates everything ran buttery smooth so i just putting it out there for people maybe with a series s jumping into this open beta this weekend 
keep an eye out on that. I would be generally okay. um, curious to know if they've been able to address any of those or if that's something maybe down the line for the proper release. Yeah, some of that stuff, I, I, I played on PC. Bobby, you played on PlayStation 5. Um, so we have sort of ran, ran across the, the gamut of, of uh, experience for what we played on. Yeah. I, any any sort of like small hiccup that I ran into, I, I don't know if that had anything to do with online connectivity sometimes, you know, like something like that where like your your ability doesn't sort of show up. That's probably something within the game itself, it sounds like. But yeah. everything else that happened to me on PC was was minor and and was nothing that would have broken uh my experience or, or made me enjoy it yeah. any less so um i don't think anything yeah. happened though. i mean for me i didn't notice any glitches or anything like that it was no we had an easy time connecting too which was good so completely cross-platform we were totally fine um it worked like easy. a charm biggest problem was yep. trying to get discord to work on playstation like, it's, such a, <laughs> right. it's such a pain it's but, it's tough it's a nuisance <laughs> but like other than yeah like it was start to finish like smooth sailing no hiccups no pauses nothing yeah which and, is good. and i don't so, want to yeah go ahead go ahead sorry so yeah as long as it, they, they're able to support the massive influx this weekend i mean i think we'll be okay i think they yeah, i think friday yeah, night's yeah, gonna yeah, be a real stress test I mean, it's activision or blizzard right i mean regardless of the shit that's going on there they have some very knowledgeable engineers working there so mm-hmm. like of course i'm pretty confident they they'll be ready for, for friday yeah and yeah, even I, if they're I, not like even if shit hits the fan we want it to hit the fan this weekend rather than launch I'm not saying well, that's yeah. not, i'm just saying i'd rather it be now yeah and you know again it's gonna it's gonna happen i'm sure there's gonna be queues on friday and saturday night like it's just yeah. it's just gonna happen um especially friday that's just like the first night that everyone's able to do it. Like the pre-installs are available now. I'm sure they already know how many people are, are pre-installed um, on it. I mean, I, I had like an update on my, on the BattleNet client today. I don't know if that's okay. just to like sort of update it for the open beta or whatever, but I don't know, something like that. It, it did. There was no like patch notes on it or something. So probably something minor, but um, I think it was I, I was going to touch on. Yeah. It as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, I want to touch on a little bit. I don't want to like spoil it necessarily, but I think that the story is more interesting. Like I wrote in the article that's that's up on the website now uh, before it was very much like Deckard Kane would say, you know, stay a while and listen. And then you'd have some dialogue and mm-hmm. I I didn't, you know, OK, something happened that looked cool, I guess. And then I just went on and I just went to the next dungeon, next act and whatever. Right. Yeah. I think they're really that you it's clear especially within the first I would say half hour especially maybe hour even there's there's enough story elements here that involve your character more directly that really show that they're taking this the story like they've said in the past I think they said this last year I think they've said this over the last couple of years that they're really trying to make the story more of a point and more obvious and more you know not more obvious but like more coherent take, let's put more, it on more, more coherent. coherent yes sure because like yeah. it, it last game made no sense like i no. i gave up halfway paying attention i mean i couldn't tell you what any of the stories are for for any of them i can only tell you what happened in diablo 2 and that's just because i, I spent like what six seven hundred hours into that game but, yeah. but, but i but spent that rest, time in that game too but it was like to play online and to just crush true. through things it wasn't sure. because i wanted to watch the story you know 800 times over the course of three years oh, like God, that's no, not no, exactly exactly right so that's that's the thing is like i know that okay in three we faced the butcher and then bale was there and all these things are going on i, I recognize the characters but 
but do I really care? Eh, no, I would say not. Not, well, not enough. I like the characters and I like the world and, and what's going on and stuff, but I want to see more of, of a deep story. And it seems like they're they're going that way. And um, and I think that the little cut scenes, whether they were made in engine or, or out of engine, looked good and were mm. intense as shit. I will say yeah, that for sure. And, <laughs> and, and let's the music is so, yes. so good. It's so oh, always good. great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is the first uh, one I'm, I'm like really invested in. like even the other games like I'm sure like I remember them but like this one I was just like wow like this is the music and yeah, yeah I'm, I'm here for it like I, I think they're going cinematic finally and it needed to be mm-hmm. because like the story has all the elements of something that that could be like triple A you know God of mm-hmm. War yep. Red Dead but they never really took approach with that approach because like it was not that kind of game, but now there's this chance where you know the studios evolved, the game has evolved, where they can implement all that and you know have your cake and eat it too kind of thing. Where, yeah, you know, why not? Little, why not do get that? your story? Like people who want the story can come for that, and for sure, this is the perfect game where they can start introducing like, not just expansions, but like like vignettes where you can have like a little playable spinoff of the main quest. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that. That's the stuff I'm looking yeah. forward to. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm a I'm a Diablo lore kind of fiend. I always have been since the early days. I was like that kid that was scouring the internet yeah. trying to figure out what the hell was happening. I'll agree with you. Diablo three was incoherent as all hell. I had to go on like Wikipedia entries. <laughs> ah, ah, that was unintentional. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but immediately. Um, going through the the first act of Diablo 4, I was like, I'm engaged with this story. And I think it all has to do with that character agency of actually having a character pop up in cutscenes and not it being like, you know, it, it feels more consequential, especially when your character yeah. starts talking. There's dialogue there. Yes, now your um, character talks. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it really feels like you matter in this world, especially yeah. once you start getting into some of the side quests. We were talking offline about this, but like I was astounded that there's not only side quests, but evolving storyline so that you you talk to someone you do a side quest for them and then you know down the road like a couple of levels down the road you, you see that same person they're like hey i need your help again can you can you you know come to this mini dungeon and everything i love that stuff that mm-hmm. it makes you feel like the, the world matters the fact that it's all seamless it's all one world it's not like oh now you're in act one in this area of of the world of sanctuary and then you just travel to another area like it all feels very coherent that that it actually matters the only thing i will say though and I'm wondering about this when the general public get into this or even like, you know, when we all play together or, you know, upon launch day and everything is like, how much of those smaller stories am I going to actually care about when, you know, we're all in a party together shooting the shit and, you know, there's this beggar on the side of the road that's like, oh, my, my, my daughter is now a rat. And I need you to, <laughs> to come help me. It's like, are we actually going to care about that story, or are we Classic just going to kind of daughter pop off rat or, scenario? <laughs> you know, it always happens in a Diablo game. But are we just going to pop off when like a good cinematic happens, or are we going to be like, hey guys, uh, be quiet because this this beggar's talking to us? Like it is. Yeah, I don't know. Like I I, I hope that with as much of the the story as we're getting it. It feels like it, it, I hope that as we go through it, it's going to matter that, you know, we're going to be engaged whether or not we're playing solo or with friends that, you know, every side quest kind of matters to us. Yeah. And and that's the other thing, too, is, as you mentioned, like, I, I think with something like that, like similar to the previous games, like, yes, there's more depth to these characters in this world and the storytelling here. 
I think in some ways there's an advantage to, and I played a lot of these games solo, but I think in some ways there's an advantage to going through the story elements, at least main story elements, maybe a couple side quests solo, really soaking yourself into what that world is and what that story is. Because once, you know, like rifts happen or however they're going to do that, if they're going to be called rifts anymore. And once that's part of your cycle and seasons and all those things, when the full release comes out, I think it's not going to matter what these people are saying. You just want to do a fun mission, whether it's on your on with a party or on your own. And you're going to say, oh, yeah, this person has something cool to do. This person, I think I remember taking me to a cool dungeon. And that's OK. But I hope that there's there's people out there that are either as a group or are playing solo that will take in some of this ex- this content before you do that because let's be honest whether you're playing on your own or you're playing with a group of two or three people uh in addition to you you're not like you said steve i, I don't think anyone's stopping to read and listen every last little line of dialogue it's just not going to sure. happen um yeah. that's not what what you do when you're when you're gaming in a group i on average some people do no, and that's and I that's great totally right but but I think that that's really what it is. And really, you're, you're going in there to level up. You're going in there to grind. You're going in there to do, you know, to get your uh, your experience, uh, to get your loot and whatever. That's going to be later on. But I think until we get to that point, I, I hope that there's enough there that people will appreciate what they're doing. Because just by act one, you can tell that they're putting an extra foot forward, I think, into this whole story stuff. And, I think so, uh, too. And I think it's, it's going to be work, worth our time, or at least it seems like it's so far. I, I totally agree. And and that's actually a great point. That's something I, I kind of wanted to, to bring up. And I kind of touched about, uh, upon it earlier when I was like, the, the industry has changed so much since Diablo 3 uh, has come out that it, it's kind of astounding to me that Diablo 4 does have this kind of undertone of like games as a service, um, whether mm. it's the, the public events or just the inherent uh, looting system and knowing that we're going to get seasons and stuff like that. It doesn't feel as egregious as say like, on Avengers or how we're looking at uh, Suicide Squad and stuff like that, where it is very much, you know, it kind of feels more shoot in than it does it here, just based off off the beta and everything. But I kind of like that. I do like, to your point, Dave, where it's like, okay, everyone's going to have that main run when this game comes out, go through the story and everything. But then it is that incentive of, okay, now run a necromancer, now run a druid class, now go through this over and over again. And just experience the game in different ways while unlocking new loot and stuff like that. Yeah, I, personally, that that really entices me as you know, uh, someone who didn't really get into the seasonal content of Diablo Three. Yeah, I kind of like their approach yeah. this time around, where it is okay. We were like, last week offline. We, you and me, Dave, we were kind of going through and kind of trying to figure out what the seasonal what seasons meant for Diablo Four, and so far it, it sounds pretty cool. Uh, I have to see it in motion, obviously, but. I like yeah. it, you know, based off what we know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, I think, you know, they're saying all the right things, but they always do. So we'll, we'll see how <laughs> things go. But, yeah. uh, I mean, everyone always does. So it's not just them, but, uh, yeah, th- there's a couple things where I, I found, like, I don't know if this is what it's going to be, but the loot drops are not the best. I think every once in a while, I, I like, I found, I, when we got to an end of a dungeon and you got a massive loot drop and there was a bunch of like, I found enough to outfit my entire character and and have cool stuff, but there was a lot of junk, a lot of junk that I got along the way that I was just like, Marcus junk, Marcus junk, Marcus junk. That's, and like, that's sure. the biggest problem. And it filled my inventory. 
Like a couple uh, times, yeah. I think me and Bobby it's just so on that run. They need to expand the inventory like, for sure. Like that's something I, I or I need to not to. pick up everything, but it's hard not to pick up everything because I want to break it down. Well, that's in the whole order point of Diablo to, is, is loot. Right? right. But I also don't want to like exit that uh, that mission or that dungeon early just to purge my inventory. So that was my routine, but I, my routine is always just like click on everything and grab out, Me grab too. it all. Yeah, that's exactly um, what, yeah. we're trained to do that, right? Like, that's just. Yeah, it's like, oh, that has a name to it. It's not just gold. I'm going to pick it up. Um, also, everything seems to have gold in it. Like, everything. <laughs> that is so true. much gold. I had a pretty cool yeah. sword when I was playing. With, I think I, it was, you saw yeah. my sword. Like, that thing was incredible. It was, it was so overpowered for, for a starting weapon. It looked like a really sharp and wide hockey stick. That's what it looked like. That's like cool. It, it had like a it was so cool. Like, it, it was, was just, it, it dealt so much damage. And it, was, and yeah. then it, it made everything else kind of irrelevant. So I just stuck with whatever I picked up in that one dungeon yeah. for most of my time. Oh, like, that's fine. Fine. Yeah. Did you have but, a different yeah, experience? Most Steve, of the time, it seemed like you're a little bit surprised. Totally. Uh, yeah. Okay. In, in my opinion, maybe it was just the the amount of like side content and what specifically I was doing. Uh, because you you guys were talking about like the public events earlier. I thought that was a prime way of just jumping into a two minute, three minute thing, doing yeah, the mastery yeah. version of the public event, getting a lot of great loot out of it. In my in my experience, and feeling like it actually mattered. I, I do agree that if you're solely going through. Uh, the the main mission content or the the side dungeons and going through maybe forty minutes of content just to get one good treasure chest that is a little underwhelming. Uh, I'll mm-hmm. totally agree. But I think if you intersperse it with some of the like there there are those uh, little cellars that you can go into like the underground yep. is just yep. one room takes yep. two minutes of your time yep. you get something good out of there public yep. events stuff like that I think that you. I think it's just framing uh, the gameplay loop a little differently than what we're used to as Diablo players because all that stuff is brand new. All this like side content uh, is very new to us. So I yeah, think extra, extra exploration, the public events are obviously new. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah that's so true. I, no. I think that's a way to kind of break up that that loop of maybe feeling like okay, uh, loot is stagnant right now only because I'm doing these much larger stints of a, a mission or something like that. Yeah, and we're, and we're also just in one act, you know, and oh, we're sure. not doing absolutely everything, that's for sure, because there's only yeah. a limited amount of time. And it's not that, like, like Bobby said, he had, a, he had a really cool sword. I had a, a cool staff and wand a couple times. I had uh, a, a better and improved uh, bow and, and crossbow with the rogue. I, I had those items. I had purple, blue, gold items on there, and that's fun. Like, you see that gold bar just zoom up from from yeah. the from the ground to the sky and you're like yeah i got some yeah, gold cool. like it's a it's so fun and it the the loot the drop the loot sound and stuff is great like mm-hmm. all those little little items uh, additions that they have onto it are still there and they're still very satisfying so i i did have that i just i don't know why i i felt like my inventory was just full after half an hour and uh maybe i'm just too i don't know kleptomaniac sort of grabbing everything maybe it'll expand in, in the second act or something like the inventory or, or they change that or they change loot drops like they can change that they can edit sure. those things, sure. those things like, hap- that happens all the time in games or, so or like um, making i don't think it's just, a problem it's just what i, I, I think it is because the amount yeah. you're getting all the time right because i mean really we filled up so many times and it's like yeah, we have to go back times. we have to go back before we have to continue and i just don't like that it breaks like the Basically. momentum, yeah, yeah, sure. and it's just like I know they thought of it, so I'm sure they have some kind of solution that they're probably going to reveal when the game comes out. But for the first act, it was tough because it was just like, okay, these are all cool weapons, 
most of them suck, but like the ones that that are worth keeping, we'll keep. But like, it's just that going back and forth. I didn't like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think yeah, I think the ones that that we hung on to, whether it's a helm, whether it's boots, whether it's a weapon, were were worth hanging on to. It's not like we were always hanging on to junk and just needed to find the best piece of junk to sort of outfit our character. That wasn't the case, so that's good. Um, but yeah, there was lots of junk along the way too. <laughs> so <laughs> much awful. junk. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, I, I will say though. Um, the transmog system. That's yes, a that's, that's a huge bring w. Yes. Diablo. Yes. Oh my god. So, so Steve, ex- explain the transmog oh. system. I, first of all, what it is and what what the difference is, because if anyone doesn't know what that is, uh, it's pretty fun. It's cool. Yeah, I could watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Explain, but I remember what happened after. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, yeah, the transmog system. So, so just like any other game that uh, you can bring uh, different pieces of equipment, whether it's a weapon, a piece of armor, anything like that to uh, one of the blacksmiths, they can break it down. And that specific, let's call it a blueprint, the way the that piece of armor looks yeah, gets blueprint. added to your yep. wardrobe. Yeah. So you can go back to your quote unquote homestead, uh, your little house there. You have your stash on one side and like a wardrobe on the you other. A little apartment, you, yeah, which is which is also cool. I like that. Yeah. And <laughs> and you can just you know do it. It's a traditional transmog system where you can pick and choose what your armor looks like, no matter and keep the relative stats of stuff you're already wearing. Um, yeah. So yeah, one one of the things I've always kind of disliked about Diablo is you find something really cool that makes you look like a bonafide badass, and then all of a sudden you find a better piece of armor, and you're like, well. I just like the look of this one. Like, why do I have to, why do I have to get rid of it? And now that's no longer a problem. Like I, I do like the, uh, the, the traditional system of swapping out uh, pieces of armor every so often and Mm -hmm. everything, making yourself look like you're powering up and everything. But when you find something really, really cool, you just want to hang on to it. And I, I think this whole transmog system is a, is a, just, just a huge W for Diablo fans. Yeah, I, I think what's cool about it is that I didn't realize that when I picked up, I think it was when we were playing Bobby, where I picked up a new helm and I did a transmog on the previous one that I was already and I I re I equipped a new helm and it kept the transmog from the previous one. Right. And on the fly, I could toggle it on and off to see what yeah. the difference was between the two if I liked the new one over the previous one. So the transmog is is almost like temporarily on that item slot rather than right on just that item which is yep. which is kind of cool too and then you go back you can change the look of your weapons too which was never the case before Huge, yeah yeah so that was kind of cool so i changed like a really cool looking like massive bow with the rogue like i i thought that was that was great and, and it works very easily um there's lots of options available color palette too I, color palette I yes dug that yeah yep. so you can just like select all if you want like i went with like a almost like a purple and silver kind of nice. color palette Yep. Uh, and it, it, you just apply all and away you go. It, it's really intuitive. I, I, yeah, I you dig can, it a yeah, lot. Yeah, that's right. You can apply the, the color palette to all of your items as well. So you can match without having to like go through each individual little thing, uh, yep. which is kind of cool. And this is stuff that has been available in other Blizzard games, other games where you can customize your character. Now mm-hmm. they've just revamped it and it's more readily available. I think it's also going to be a way for them to fill out a battle pass as well, potentially. Which- which I'm about. Give That's me cool fine. skins. As fine. long as they look cool. And again, if they don't affect stats to... Um, yes. Because of right. course, there's going to be PvP. So as long as you don't release a skin or something that it's like, this is the most OP one. It breaks the game. Yeah. I'm totally there for it. Make, make it. make it a cosmetic item. I'm I'm dope. I like That's dope to me. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and just, lastly, I just yeah, it was go ahead. cool when I was watching you just switch your helmet, and it was, I could watch you change the colors. I was just like standing there waiting, right. for them, and I could see. You. I was like, okay, it's blue, and then it's red. Then you went yeah. to like orange, and then you went back to blue. And yeah. I was like, that's pretty cool because then you can always ask. Like, I don't know if you could see like what was happening, but like it was just cool watching on the fly transmogs. I could just, I'm like, this is cool. It's a cool system. Yeah, or you can match up with your with the with the people you're playing with, right? True. So you can kind of be like, is this the right one? And you can all guys kind of can all like stand there and sort of figure it out. You can just yeah. be a team wearing all orange or all uh, purple and silver kind of thing. So yeah, like that's a I good think that, way to that's like, gather your clan or whatever if you want to stick. Yeah, with exactly. Yeah, 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 color co- color code the clan with the uh, whatever the flag is or whatever your icon is going to be or something that you can make everything the same um i i wanted to uh, mention we talked about the about the abilities and the skill tree and stuff before but the transmog reminded me a little bit of how you can respec the skill tree on the fly and oh very easily as well yeah, there is cool. yeah there's a slight cost to it but it's very very s- small compared to how much gold you're picking up so like mm-hmm you know, you want to just be like, ah, like, like Bobby, I think, I think you put a couple stats early on into your skill tree. Like, oh, I have to do this instead. And yeah. then I think you just sort of switched things for like a couple bucks and you were like, good to go. And that was it. Yeah. I think it was like 200 gold coins just to start. I don't know if it's going to obviously increase it the more skills you get, but like from the start, it was, oh, yeah, it was just like, yeah. yeah, it was just like 200 coins. Hear your, hear your points back. Do what you want to do. Yeah. And, like, and you'll find 200 work. coins in 10 minutes. Like, no problem. So. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good system. It looks like they 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 listen to a lot of feedback from Diablo three, and I mean like f- for what the beta offered, like I'm so ready for June. I I know that Breath of the Wild, uh, sorry, Tears of the Kingdom was out three weeks before that, so it's like they got three weeks mad, to play it. Mad dash <laughs> for those three four month weeks because there's really something to play for the next six seven weeks now going forward. But those. Th- four weeks are going to be intense for anybody who's yeah. like invested yeah uh wh- one other thing i wanted to bring up before we start you know wrapping up this episode and everything is uh i love the inclusion of a world boss like a public event where yes did you uh, did you experience a world invite- boss? so no because i'm an idiot and i read the times wrong <laughs> uh <laughs> for the weekend uh, for the those that don't know because i'm i'm assuming that it's going to apply the same way uh this weekend so i assume it's going to be on saturday that it was essentially uh two o'clock in the afternoon four o'clock in the afternoon our time um but then they also had two o'clock in the morning and four o'clock in the morning i didn't know that and i i missed the ones in the afternoon and i was like oh well, i'm not staying up for that late and yeah it was it was kind of disappointing because even other people were around um like on sunday expecting the the world boss to show up and everyone's like oh, i guess it's not happening but yeah. i i really love uh what it is it's essentially a very high powered boss uh where for the beta anyways you essentially have to be the uh, level cap 25 to even stand a chance against it. I was seeing uh, people on Reddit and TikTok where they're like, we had 19 other players all trying to band together and we didn't beat the boss. 19, so yeah. 19 level 25 uh, players. Yeah, died. so I, I found I found the t- the times and the dates just yeah. and, and, oh, okay. and the level. So, so okay, thank you. Ash- Ashava, Ashava, I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, yeah is also level 25 so it is the the boss is a max level so it makes sense so you're you're right sort of being up there makes sense or at least the majority of your team being up there makes sense right so on the 25th on saturday it is 10 a.m pacific 1 a.m 1 p.m eastern or also on that day 12 p.m pacific 3 p.m eastern so 
in the morning and sort of mid to early afternoon. And then uh, also uh, sort of overnight, I guess you could call it Saturday into Sunday. It is 10 p.m. Pacific, 1 a.m. Eastern. Not terrible. I mean, you know, I think uh, anyone who wants to stay up that late can. And then uh, also in the middle of the night, also on Sunday, uh, Sunday into Monday, I guess. Uh, Or is it just Sunday? Doesn't I guess I guess this is 12, 12 a.m. Pacific on Sunday to 3 a.m. Eastern on Sunday. Yes, I I believe that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So there's nothing during the day or the evening on Sunday. Exactly. And that's the same thing I ran into last week. Um, So unfortunately, that was the only piece of like major content I wasn't able to experience. Yeah, neither did we. I have my my, uh, Max Rank Barbarian just sitting there ready to go on Saturday. I'm going to jump in for that world boss because I think that's an ingenious public thing. Again, going back to the the games as a service thing, it really does um, remind me of stuff like destiny or yeah. you know division where it is like hey let's get everyone kind of together uh for this like one big event uh almost like a raid style boss kind of thing i, I, I think I that's the that. idea I, I don't know if they're going to because in destiny you can kind of like activate it as a team right like it's right. not like you have to wait for a certain time so yeah. i don't know if they're going to keep it like this i mean i'm sure there's going to be more options there's not just going to be one on release and it's only going to be on a Saturday afternoon. I'm sure they're, they're going to increase it in some way, but I hope there's more opportunity and it's not just, Hey, if you don't show up at, you know, 3 PM on a Saturday when I'm normally spending time with my family, I I can't be there. And that would suck to not be a part. I, I don't know. And maybe that's just people's preference. And maybe that's just the only thing they can do for now to handle the pressure of what it is and the stress yeah. tests and everything. Fair enough. That's totally fine. But just just I just want to mention it again because it was kind of confusing the way I said it. If you're in the Eastern time zone, 1 p.m. Saturday, 3 p.m. Saturday in the afternoon, 1 a.m. on Saturday into Sunday or 3 a.m. on Sunday. So within a 12 hour frame, you can do it four times. Um, but keep an eye on those times. And right. uh, the, the the Diablo blog, the website has it all up there and, and everything. So. Yeah, and just speaking to like the the schedule, I I do feel like the the late night schedule thing is something that might need to be addressed, only because I think that three a.m. is a little egregious for a Crazy. lot of people for an um, entire time zone. That's wild. <laughs> but but that being said, I do like the aspect of like appointment playing. Yeah, I, I do like the like maybe not all on one day, maybe split it between like a Friday mm-hmm. or a Saturday each week. Mm-hmm. But I do like that thing where it is like. All right, Friday evening at 7 p.m., we all know we have to be on Diablo. Yes, I love yes. that idea, especially if you're rolling with like a clan or, you know, a big squad or something. Everyone kind of knows, hey, set aside your time for an hour. We're going to go, you know, fuck up this boss for it, It's for exciting. I mean, that, that adds yeah. to the excitement, adds to the to the sort of anticipation of, of, of you know, the event itself. So I, I agree. I agree. It's just... The older we get, the harder it is to get people I together. Know, and I know. That's, that's the only, that's, I know. And, and I, I know everyone sort of, you know, in their mid to late thirties is, is in that hey, in their forties, but you know, still. To that point, I mean, if, if, if Blizzard and Diablo want to be the one with the, the gun to our heads being like, you come over here at, at three o'clock in the afternoon is the one, if they're going to be the ones that schedule my time, that's fine. Because I know getting my friends to be like, Hey guys, you want to play at five o'clock? That's never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so let them do the scheduling. I'll just show up when I can. Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, like, I, I, who knows? I mean, I think they're also, you know, 
acknowledging that there's people around the world that are playing. So I'm sure that time frame, whatever it sure. is, 3 a.m. here is probably like, what, 8 o'clock in Japan? I was going to say, wouldn't that be, isn't it 12 hours? Something like that. Well, even, even even in Europe and everything, right? Like add six, seven, eight hours to 1 a.m. and you got things first thing in the morning or you got things middle of the afternoon. Yeah, like, it makes all, sense. All, all like, matters. At the same time, it's just like, isn't there like a way to do it periodically? So like every three hours... Something, something like that. Yeah, yeah, like Destiny does something like that, like where you can just like you go to these certain bosses and they're there. Right. Right. Yeah. Good point. Well, I mean, I'm sure they're just. It's a beta. I mean, really, whatever we're saying now. I know exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. So, but like for what they've offered, it's it's a very cool package. I mean, I know we're all excited for for June. It's just like the wait is is just like it's killing me. So like I I want to see what what they're gonna do with Act Two and three and however many acts there are in Diablo four. Yeah. Well, there's usually at least four, I think yeah. is usually the, the tradition. I, I don't remember if three added an act or if it was just, I think each, the expansions I think have, have added one act, I think right. in two and three. So I think there was maybe five and three. Anyways, it's in the top of my head, but I don't know for sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure two had four. Yeah. Anyways, doesn't matter. The acts can be triple the amount of what they were previously. They can have two acts and we'd be fine. <laughs> you know, like yep. it's fine. We're going to have we've we've been in one region really or generally one region. So like I'm excited to see what else there is. Um, and that, but, and that's the yeah. last thing I wanted to say. That map is fucking huge. Oh, it's an, yes, it's, it's daunting because they're just yeah. like, there's so much happening. And they, I told they you, just like, need to, Bobby, they, I think me and you are on the same page, Steve. I'm not sure. We haven't asked you about it, but they need the overlay map. They need to add that. That was in. one of the things I complained about in, the, in our article. I said, there's no overlay. Yeah. like, Or like, at least oh give us God. like an app where we can like track our character. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I, I think the way the map looks when you pull it up is totally fine. And I think it's, it's interesting how now it's not just where you've walked that you can see. Like you, you hit a region and it sort of opens up a little bit more. So that's a cool idea. And it's a little bit different, I think, because like you just mentioned, Steve, the map is larger. The world does seem to be bigger. So I think that that's helpful. Um, and then there's sort of like a trail, like breadcrumbs that kind of go behind you a little bit to tell you sort of where you've been mm-hmm. within the last like 30 seconds or minute or something. But I don't know if they're going to do it, but I think the overlay map thing, like I always played with the overlay map on like That's 90%, I would say too. 90% of the time, especially when you're in dungeons, when you're in the open world part, okay, that's not so bad, but the dungeons to know like, oh, I need to make a left here or go up or right here. Like that it's almost like needed with how intricate these get sometimes. And the fact that it's always procedurally generated. So I think it's, all, I think they need to add that back in or at least find a way to make it an option. That's a good um, point. So yeah, so I'm, me and Bobby said that like wait, wait, we can't overlay. Wait, what? Oh shit! We <laughs> said it, that a couple times. A, like a, a night and day difference having that that option. Like really, because if you're exploring, it, like to go back into the map every time, it's just it's such a nuisance for me. And it's just like really, I know everyone who's listening probably agrees. That's a feature they took out, and it's like that that was a feature. It's just the overlay. It was in two. They can do it in four. You know, oh, for sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it, I don't know why they approve that choice, but like, I'm sure they have their their reasoning or whatever. But like, it it it, it was wrong. I'm sorry. Or, or they're gonna hold like a a Blizzard direct, and the big reveal is gonna be overlay map, and that's gonna come like a week before the game releases. You know, it's gonna be something like that. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, know. it's gonna be DLC. 
It's going to be DLC. And it's we're going to buy it. <laughs> it's going to be the full, the first full battle pass is going to get the overlay map. <laughs> oh, my God. We don't know much about the battle pass. It, it is not in the beta as well. Like, there's nothing to really That's sort of, like, indicate what they're doing with it yet. I think they're probably waiting to reveal exactly what it is, what the deal is. But we'll we'll see going forward. Again, just the beta. We'll see what the open beta is is going to bring. I'm sure if you're if you're thinking about signing on, I say give it a shot. I wrote in the article. I, I would say spend at least two, three, maybe four hours with it to get a real feel for it. Because at that point, you're going to have a few skills. You're going to be able to experience a couple more things. I think within the first hour, it's very story heavy, and you don't quite get fully into your abilities and and in your quests and everything. Um, things don't really open up until you're about half hour to 45 minutes in. So, um, so I'd say give it at least two to three hours and then, and then go from there. If it's not your thing, it's not your thing. But I think like we've been saying, aside from a couple of hiccups, I think we're giving it a thumbs up so far and we're excited to keep going. So Bobby, we just need to get to level 20 so we can get our little, uh, a little Little hammock for our, I want to get to level 25 because I think you get something. I think you get get a level 20 is the dog. I think level 25, you get a backpack. So just, just throwing it out there. So there are two rewards you get for playing the beta. Uh, both are unlocked at level 20, which is the early Voyager title and then the wolf pack. Mm. Oh, okay, okay. The title. Right. That's yeah. what it is. Okay. And then 25 would be the world boss. So, That's all right. Good. Well, Bobby, let's do that. Let's get the 20 at least. We'll find some time this weekend. And uh, anyone who's on the fence, yeah, we say give it a shot and see how it goes. If you haven't played a Diablo game before, not a problem. I think jumping in is is easy. Yeah, I mean, we um, don't know what's going on the story, so you guys, you'll be okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, we'll see everybody online uh, next week, and we'll, we'll have a couple more things to, to chat about, more games that we're playing. Until that time, Steve, where are we finding you? Find me all over the internet gushing about this goddamn beta, guys, <laughs> at Svigvari. Uh Yeah, I'll be talking Diablo 4 until way past june so <laughs> yeah. insufferable i'm just letting you guys know right now it's okay it's okay we forgive you yeah. it's okay yeah you're forgiven. um bobby how about us man we got lots of lots of cool stuff up on console creatures i assume sir yes we've got lots of things happening we've got a couple of interviews going up next week i believe um lots of stuff happening just keep tuned console creatures.com console creatures on twitter give us a like and a follow because it goes a long way and it helps yeah, numbers for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Give us a, give us a little rating on your podcast uh, app of choice. Usually, I don't know. Is there more than, uh, than I know that Spotify, Spotify and Apple do Pod, it. Podbean. I know there's Apple Podbean has it podcast. Too, yeah. uh, uh, we yeah, just got, yeah. we just got added to Amazon music. So if you listen to Amazon, Woo! we were just invited. Oh, yeah. Actually completely. Yeah. I completely forgot about it. We just got added to Amazon music. They invited us on, so we're on their platform. We're expanding, now. whether you like it or not. We're expanding. Um, we're expanding, and uh, and also on uh, on YouTube too. We have some some videos of some gameplay of games that we've reviewed. Uh, even even on on these podcasts, we'll have video versions of that, so you can see our ugly faces, or at least mine anyway. Uh, and then also some gameplay on top of that. I've, I've uh, yay. I've um, Diablo Four gameplay on our yeah YouTube Diablo Four gameplay is going to be up there if you want to see a little bit more of what it is and uh, and other games that we're reviewing as well. So. Until that time, everyone, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.